people started shooting stuff on phones and you know it kind of gets written off like oh it's on a phone but as that technology gets better and as people get better at shooting on it figuring out that workflow you're starting to really like see people's minds be blown on like that was a phone Today, my guest is a filmmaker, a director. His name is Niles Gray, and he's worked with brands large and small and has worked in-house for both GoPro and currently with a company called Moment. I didn't come from a traditional background of filmmaking or anything. Um, I went to college for creative writing and political science. When I got done with college, I realized that I didn't really want to grow up yet. So I moved to Montana and uh, just was like, I'm going to be a ski bum quickly kind of fell into this like I don't know this desire to like make stuff and that and so I just had like a little hero three silver or something I remember filming like this first little ski video and thinking it was like the coolest thing anyone had ever made and the thrill of making it seeing it come together like it was like a drug so then I was like this is what I'm gonna do forever So then fast forward a little bit. As time passed, Niles continued to make ski videos, but he also found stray wedding video gigs and other work until eventually he landed a role on the entertainment team at GoPro, editing videos and then later becoming a production artist, which is just GoPro's name for someone who shoots and edits content. A little later on in the episode, Niles is going to share a story with us about a project he did while he worked at GoPro that included Real Madrid, which is one of the best soccer teams in the world. Although if you are a fan of Real Madrid, I'm probably in your sights right now because you'd prefer I refer to them as the best, not one of the best football teams in the world. One of my favorite parts about Niles' backstory is his relationship with his parents and their reaction to his choice to bail on his college path in pursuit of a creative career. Here's Niles. My dad is a, uh, he's a painter. He paints, he paints murals. He's an artist. Um, and then my mom, when I was younger, was actually a film director and would make all these like very weird experimental films. Um, that as a Do you kid, have these? They're somewhere. As a kid, I never watched them because they were too weird. I would like watch them and my mom would direct <laughs> and act and I would look at them and like my mom was doing that. But like would was so like artist to the core that she wouldn't make anything commercial. So I think when, when I make commercial stuff, she sees it and she looks at it like this is soulless. Like this needs this needs to be like like where's your expression as yeah, like she's like she's funny. Yeah. The way I rebelled as a kid, everyone, so many people who are creatives, like they rebelled by being a creative. All I wanted to be was like a normal kid in Kansas City, Missouri with like parents who lived in the nice house. And that was the opposite of how I grew up. So when I saw these films, I was like, this is why my parents are weird. This is why. Yeah, like exactly. (laughs) Like, mom, don't be so weird. Like be normal. Like everyone else's mom. And the minute I was on my own, I just went like right back to what. You found your way back. Yeah, to like relating with them completely. So after just over two and a half years at GoPro down in California, Niles left the world of action cameras in search of more traditional filmmaking styles. He and his fiance moved to Seattle. There he was working freelance, doing commercial work and making short films until eventually he landed where he currently works, which is with a company called Moment. If you've heard of Moment, it's likely because of their lenses. They make these 
really fantastic high quality lenses for smartphone photography and filmmaking. They have telephoto, wide angle, macro, and even this really amazing anamorphic lens, all specifically for smartphones. They have an app that unlocks manual control of your smartphone's camera, and they've started getting into a couple other photography and filmmaking themed things, but everything is centered around smartphones and photography and filmmaking. And this is why I was so interested in talking with Niles. These little rectangles that we carry around in our pockets, our phones. In fact, should we even refer to them as phones anymore? Now, I know not everyone is using their smartphone to create. In fact, most people we could argue use them to consume. TV shows and movies, games, and all kinds of other procrastination-friendly activities. But more and more, people like Niles are using their phones to create. And as the technology improves and individuals and companies like Moment create lenses and apps, hardware and software to enhance our phones so that they can make incredible content, music, photographs, films, and art, and on and on and on. The gap between what can be made with professional gear and million-dollar budgets and that which can be created with something as ubiquitous as a cell phone, that gap keeps closing. My name is Evan McDonald, and you're listening to One Thing Real Quick. It's a podcast about design and creativity where each week I bring a single question to a creative leader, resulting in a conversation that sheds light on a small corner of the creative world. This week, my guest is filmmaker Niles Gray. My question, what attracts you to these little cameras? Stick around for his answer and for our conversation, and at the end, we'll also hear a little bit from the creator of the music that's playing right now under my voice and all the music for this episode. All of it made exclusively on his phone. But first, a quick offer for you to get a crazy good deal from our sponsor. This week's episode of One Thing Real Quick is sponsored by Libro FM. They're like the good guys in the audiobooks business. Libro FM offers an audiobook subscription at the same price with the same selection as Audible, only without schemes to trick you out of credits. Maybe you've experienced this firsthand. I know I have. Audible is tricky with their audiobook credits. They can expire, and if you have six unused credits accumulated, Audible will continue to bill you, but they stop giving you credits. With Libro FM, your credits never expire, no matter what. But my favorite thing about Libro FM is that they've partnered with thousands of independent bookstores, and each time you purchase a book or renew your subscription, part of your purchase goes to a bookstore of your choice. So it's all the easiness of e-commerce, audiobook shopping, while supporting local businesses. Listeners to this podcast can get three audiobooks for the price of one when using the promo code OTRQ. That's the initials for the show, so super easy. One thing real quick, OTRQ. Go start a subscription, get three credits for audiobooks, and you only have to pay for one, and those credits will never expire. They will always be yours. So go now, get some free audiobooks. 
go to Libro.fm, use the offer code OTRQ, and get three for one. End of commercial. Back to the show. So this leads into my question. You you worked with GoPro for how long were you with GoPro? I was there for two and a half years, I think. Yeah. And then how long have you been at Moment? So Almost far? two years. Almost two years. Almost two years. So mm-hmm. four years, four plus years mm-hmm. of your career has been focused on either a GoPro or or a phone. Mm-hmm. Which these are small cameras. What attracts you to these little cameras? What attracts me to these little cameras is the accessibility and the small footprint when shooting with how good they can look. So it's like essentially what I'm always looking at is the camera that fits the job. And mm-hmm. for, for me, like something that is super accessible doesn't attract the attention of like a massive cinema camera because you're still getting a great image. It might not be an Alexa Yeah, the Mini. technology has, has really come along. Totally. I mean, that's got to be a huge part of it. Huge part of it. Yeah, it's like, it's like you can still get a great looking like flat image if you use third-party apps um, on, on like an iPhone, for example. So I have an iPhone, so I'll shoot in our app, the Moment app. I'll put it in like a log or a flat uh, color profile. I'll crank the bit rate to like 100 and and then I'm shooting and then a lot of what I'm getting like is super usable for what I use like there are short films like there are projects that like I want to shoot on a phone because I'm going on these trips so I'm doing these things where like bringing my big cinema camera like is not an option like so like I've always heard it said like a good story told with bad gear is better than a bad story told with the best gear I couldn't agree more and that's that's like a hallelujah that's like of course yeah it's like that makes so much sense to me so also just price accessibility so like my well yeah yeah so i wanted to break that that that's a (laughs) no-brainer so you talk about accessibility Mm -hmm. these small cameras uh, are accessible in multiple dimensions Mm -hmm. so let's uh, let's identify what these are you just said it price is one thing yep from like from from your initial desire to shoot to actually shooting is very quick when like with a cinema camera it's like you can pull it out set it up turn it on get all your settings dialed. And by that time it's been like 12, it can be like 12 minutes to which, in which case, like the thing you wanted to shoot could be long gone. Well, and like, just as a testament to that, I have some young kids mm-hmm. and my five-year-old daughter can pick up my phone uh-huh. and make something with it. But my mirrorless camera, forget about it. So a five-year-old could, could film something mm-hmm. on an iPhone with a moment lens. Yeah. Whereas just about any other camera is out of reach. Yeah, so, totally. So there's that accessibility. And then there's, you mentioned a little bit about this, the fact that if I go to a place with a phone, I'm going to be able to film. Whereas mm-hmm. if I walked in with, you know, a boom pole and a microphone. <laughs> You're and, out. Yeah, no yeah, chance. Yeah, it's like, get out of here. Yep. Me and um, a guy named Jordan Fackey, who I do tons of work with, were in Rome we're shooting like a travel edit for a backpack company and Rome is just chock full of like all these ancient sites, but everything has like guards and rules. And it makes sense because they don't want tourists and people just to be all over these monuments that are centuries old. Sure. Um, so, so, so we have like our big Ronin with like our monitor. We have like our, our like one DX Mark II on it and like all this stuff. And we kind of walk in and they're, and they look at us like, no, like you're not even allowed in here because this looks professional and you have to leave. So what we did is we got our phones out 
and just pick off like a few shots of like feet and like the sky and like what and what it looked like and when we did that it was like no one said a thing just because it because it looks like you're just one of the hundreds of people shooting on their phone and i think what people assume is like oh that's not professional so it's allowed in but if you do it correctly like it can look very professional and that's kind of the trick and that's the catch it's kind of like you're you're going stealth mode. Yeah, yeah, you kind of fly under the radar a little bit. I love this idea that having a small camera gives you more access. That small footprint lets you go and film and shoot things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to. Niles shared with me another story that illustrates the benefit of using a small camera. When he was working for GoPro, his team was charged with creating content around team sports. He worked with amateur and collegiate teams, and he did some really cool stuff for the NHL. But he also got to work with the best football team in the world, (laughs) Real Madrid. So let's go now with Niles to Spain. One of the last big projects I worked on at GoPro was a 10-episode series with Real Madrid, which is a soccer team based out of Madrid. And they are one of the world's biggest soccer teams. I've heard of them. Yes, yes. And (laughs) and, and like Zidane's the coach at the time. Like if you play soccer, like this is like royalty. This is like I'm going to be able to interact with these people. Like this is a dream. Um, So we get there and we had some lofty ideas of how much access we were going to have to the team. You know, Ronaldo and all these players and everything. When you get there, you realize, okay, this is going to be much harder because we are just one brand of a laundry list of brands that are asking Real Madrid for time with players. So, yeah. so there comes a point, we are on their North American tour. We can only stay behind this one line with like all the other people in media, but we're on GoPro. People are on like big cinema cameras with like huge 200 to 400 lenses or whatever. And we have like GoPros. So I'm sitting here thinking like, this is not <laughs> working. Like We are not like this, this series. All right. An obvious drawback of the small camera scenario. You can't really capture the action without getting up close to the action. Lucky for Niles, he had been getting to know the goalie coach a bit, developing a working relationship with him. And of course, when you're working with such high profile sports organizations like Real Madrid, there is a balance trying to stand out so that they know who you are without stepping on toes, uh, without being a nuisance. You, you, there's, this, there's this kind of dance and footprint is huge because, because, but because we're using small cameras, our footprint is actually smaller. If you're rolling in with like big rig, dude on sound, like someone gaffing, like that's a big footprint. But for us, like all I had was a little rig with three GoPros on it. One was on a gimbal. So the goalie practice is going on and, 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 I, and I just go. I just dart for the goalie practice and start shooting. And at this point, no one's saying anything because no one's going to make a scene, come storm on the field and say like, you're off. Like they're training and it's important and I'm not getting in the way. I'm making sure I'm far away. So I'm like shooting all these clips and I'm making sure like kind of like that no one's going to come tackle me or anything. And I I'm out there for like 35 minutes just getting as much as possible, like putting some drop cams down, shooting on the gimbal, like getting close, trying to get just trying to get like the like the high action GoPro shots that you need. So, so yeah, so the the practice ends. We go to our hotel and then I get like a like the dude who's in charge of the brand access to the players is livid. Like he cannot believe that like we had the audacity to go on the field. It's just not something that people do. So yeah. I, get, I get a call. It's this huge mess. And the guy 
asked the goalie coach, he's like, was he in your way? Like, did he mess anything up? And the goalie coach was like, no, he was great. And from then on, we were allowed to go closer. But I can't undersell how scary it is because it's like you think like, oh, you just like walked on a field and got a little closer. But it's like hundreds of people who are all in charge of this. Like this is a like a billion dollar business for these people. But it was cool. And we got tons of good stuff from that. And it kind of was the first time we had broken through to get to that level and get that access and get that like intimacy with the players. So a happy ending and a great example of how having a smaller camera can give you more access. But access is not just about physical proximity to your subject. Niles explains a bit about how using something as familiar and everyday as a mobile phone can help your subject lower their guard and give a more natural performance, give you more access to who they are. A scenario that is especially important for, for example, documentary filmmakers. So we'll go back to Niles. He'll tell us another experience from their trip to Rome. So on that same trip, we actually met this like angel of a, of a lady uh, in Lake Como. And we went up to this church and she was sweeping the church. And we, and we kind of just like, okay, we have to go talk to her even though we don't speak Italian. So we go up to her and she immediately starts telling us all about the church. And she, t- and she takes us on this like two hour tour of like oh the places that she loves. And we're using google translate to like talk to her and it and at some points i'm like pulling out my like my like big camera and you can see her like freeze up she's immediately suspicious of what we're doing so then we switch to phones and th- so then we're just filming her on our seven plus and it's like it, immediately she's more responsive immediately she's like backed into her kind of groove of showing us around and it's such a an amazing memory for us because it's like she was staring something so close to her and it, i don't know it was just like so special and it was because we like decreased our footprint that like that continued and we actually like the next day we like came back and brought her flowers and she like made us a little food it was like this whole oh thing oh my gosh yeah oh she, that's the, I like know. the ultimate travel experience oh it was like the ultimate i mean it was like i'll never forget it and she was like you and she was funny she was like you need to come back and you need to marry like one of my daughters and we is because we were shooting on phones and i think I hope that these stories inspire you. If you haven't already been using your phone as a tool to create rather than to consume, I hope that those creative gears are turning. As I've been talking with Niles and also talking with a guy named Abel Paris, the creator of the music that has been playing throughout this episode, all of which was made completely on an iPhone. And in just a minute, we will hear from Abel. As I've been talking with these guys, I can't help but feel a little awestruck by the untapped creative potential rattling around in all of our pockets. Do we really internalize? Do we explore the possibility that we could make real art with our phones? There are companies and developers that are turning out apps and little physical add-ons that can help us unlock more of that potential. Some of them are free, but even just the, the paid apps generally cost less than your lunch or even just the cost of the beverage that's on the side of your lunch. So here's some tips from Niles about how to unlock more of the potential that's in your phone with the help of apps and other add-ons. I think the first thing, um, similar to any other like mirrorless camera or DSLR, is to get out of auto mode. So for filmmaking specifically, um, using a third-party app, just like the Moment app, um, is, is super valuable because you can change your shutter speed to be the, not the right cinematic shutter speed. And that is one thing that I think everyone forgets when they're, or just doesn't know when, when they're first starting out, is like sure. there is a cinematic shutter speed and it's just double whatever your frame rate is. 
I think that's important. I think your color profile, like being able to take away, sometimes phones can have a, like a plasticky look to them depending on, on like yeah. the lighting conditions. So if you can kind of decontrast and desaturate your image a little bit, it's immediately going to look a lot more cinematic and it gives you more room in post to color grade. Another thing you can do is just use lenses. It's kind of a shameless plug, I know. But changing up that focal length is actually super important. Um, everyone knows, even if they aren't really conscious of it, like what an iPhone focal length is. But when you change up that focal length, it's like you can really fool people and people to say, like, I can't believe that was shot on a phone. You realize, like, oh, like the colors in, in that phone photo are actually pretty good. And oh, like the dynamic range, like smart HDR, like, like that's awesome. Like that's really cool. And then you throw it in like an editing app and you color it up a little bit, whether it's photos or film or video. Um, and you can really like blow up some people's minds with like what it like what it actually looks like and what it turns out. So lenses would be the second thing. Anything else we can add to yeah. enhance your I filmmaking would say on a phone? Learn traditional filmmaking techniques. I, I know that's general, but shooting on your phone is a great way to start diving into the filmmaking process if you're new. Um, even if you're experienced, it's still a fun challenge because by constraining yourself creatively, you can actually unlock way more, um, I think, in, in your creative process. But I think just like f- traditional filmmaking tools and styles and everything are still so important. To make it look good, like it is going to take those traditional techniques and it's a great place to learn those and actually dial those in. So when you do go to a cinema camera, cause like we're not saying that like phones are like the end all be all of filmmaking. We, no, we just want to let people not. know that like it's accessible. Like you can be a filmmaker, you, you can be a creative, like you can dive into this because phone technology has improved and we figured out, figured out a way to basically provide tools to make it that much better. Right. So when people do transition into shooting on C200s, shooting on Reds, Alexa Minis. They're going to be so good at that process and and look at this footage and realize like because they have everything dialed now and they have their filmmaking process like really they, they've explored it, like those those big projects later in their career I think are going to be that much better. Okay, so I mentioned earlier that we'd be hearing from the creator of the music used throughout this episode, which is relevant because all of it was made on a smartphone. Abel Paris is a designer in New York City, and his music project is called Commuter. That's K-A-M-U-T-E-R. Here's Abel. My friend's nine-year-old son, I handed him my, my phone that had this app called Oxy on it, and he started playing with it, and within... I don't know, 10 minutes, he had basically drawn with his finger uh, a bunch of instruments on this app. He quickly made something very intense and, and was just dancing like crazy to it with my phone in his hand. And, and that's when it clicked, like, how amazing is this app that I've had on my phone and I didn't really know it? Um, and so I became pretty obsessive over it and have been making music on it continually since then. And this pretty much consists of me riding the train to work in every, every day and back. That's where the name Commuter comes from because I'm making a lot of the stuff like standing on the subway train or the platform with you know the rush of the city kind of going by. But somehow have found kind of this quiet mobile studio in my hand. Uh, that doesn't hear all of that and doesn't know all that's going on and I can just write music on my phone. It's basically a way for me to win back an hour and a half or so of my day. I don't get upset about train delays as often because I'm basically not really losing that time. 
Yeah, it's, it kind of came out through happenstance, showing this this like nine year old kid, and then showing my friends what I was I was making, and kind of revealing to them what I'd been doing on the train, which no one knew I was really spending so much time on my phone working making music. So it was a bit of a surprise to even my wife. If you'd like to start making with your phone, I have links to a handful of apps that can help you get started with music and filmmaking and other kinds of creative work. They're all in the show notes, so check those out. You know, phones are not likely to replace professional gear and professional workflows anytime soon, but I simply cannot think of a better learning tool for filmmaking, photography, digital music than the phone that you already have. Your phone is kind of like training wheels for a creative profession. And in a lot of cases, the work that you can make on your phone is starting to look and sound more and more professional. We're going to be doing another giveaway this week. We did one a few weeks back, and we'll announce the winner of that giveaway in just a second. This week, we're giving away a Moment Anamorphic Lens. Niles hooked me up. This is a lens that I've had my eyes on for, well, ever since they announced it. I have two other lenses from Moment, and I I really love their lenses and I really want to keep this lens but we're going to give it away so you can enter to win this moment lens over the next week and a half or so we'll have this open all you have to do is follow us on twitter or instagram or facebook at otrq podcast it's the same on all three and share the post or retweet the tweet or tag your friends you can actually enter four different times and up your chances of winning details about this giveaway and about our last giveaway can be found at onethingrealquick.com forward slash giveaway. Moment is giving away some serious cash to smartphone filmmakers with their 2019 Moment Invitational Film Festival. They're giving away $100,000 in cash and prizes. And I'll put a link in the show notes with all the details, but this is basically the rundown. You pick one of their five categories and you make a film between now and March 17th. So that's really, really coming up. So get cracking. Moment will pick 15 finalists and fly them to New York City. Give all 15 $2,000 in new gear and $1,000 in cash. They're going to watch the films and then they're going to give away... 25,000 to the five category winners. So that's five grand each. And then $20,000 to a best in show, basically to the one winning film at the film festival. Their film festival is on April 13th. So if you want to attend details are at their website, link is in the show notes. Go follow Niles and Abel on social. Niles is at Niles Gray on Twitter and Instagram. And you could find Abel's music and links to his social by visiting commuter.world and that's with a K at the front. You can listen to Commuter over at Bandcamp, at Spotify, SoundCloud, all the places and all these links are in the show notes so uh, those of you with bad memories and speaking of bad memories, don't forget subscribe to this show. One thing real quick is a subscribable podcast, so do that. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on all the podcast outlets. Visit our website, onethingrealquick.com for a full list of all the places where you can listen. 
And if you enjoyed this episode, please write a review, leave a rating. Best of all, share the show. Twitter and Facebook are great places to share the show. It helps us out a lot. But the best thing you can do is to send a message with a link to someone that you think would really enjoy this podcast. So think about it. Do it. Okay, as promised, we have a winner, Brian Yawn. On episode seven with illustrator Brad Woodard, we announced that we were giving away 75 bucks worth of really cool stuff. Brian, congrats. You'll be getting a nice box of goodies in the mail soon. And if you didn't win, remember, you can enter this week's giveaway. Go to onethingrealquick.com forward slash giveaway for details. One Thing Real Quick is an independent podcast produced by me, Evan McDonald. You can tweet at me at Evan McDonald. The show's Twitter and Instagram is O-T-R-Q Podcast. Editing help this week from John M. Craig. Music is usually done by me, but this week, Abel Paris generously provided all the music for the episode. So thank you, Abel. Thanks to our guests. And thanks to you for listening. Until next week. Niles, one last thing before we let you go. What are you reading? Um, I just finished a book called Shantaram, which is all about an Australian expat uh, and his experience in India. Um, Currently reading Winner of Our Discontent by Steinbeck. And also juggling um, Jordan Peterson's uh, Rules for Life, that book. I honestly can't think of the title right now because I just started it, but um, should be interesting. We'll put, we'll put links to those in the show notes because that's yeah, what we do. Okay, cool. <laughs> with, with the book recommendations. Nice.